what's up? Albie's hey. <laughs> <laughs> here. Albie is here, bro. I can't play with you right now. That's crazy. I'm sorry. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Welcome to another episode of the Kickback Podcast. It is your boy, AON. And it is Janisha. Back at it again. Season three. Season two, episode three. We gotta start over. No, we don't. <laughs> I'll be barking and shit. It's going to be a whole ass one take. <laughs> okay. Whole ass one take. We are at the Red Couch Kickback where we discuss the pains and pleasures of life as 20-somethings. Yeah, this podcast is brought to you by an assortment of beverages. Um, oh, we got my nigga... Uh, uh, Menage a <laughs> You definitely messed that up last time. Last time for sure did. We got <laughs> Menage Charles. We got We got Charles Shaw. Otherwise known. What's his name? Chuck? How you know yep, that? Yep, that's Chuck. But it's rebranded. It's three buck Chuck. That is what it is. I think the wine bottles typically cost like three dollars. Yeah, Trader Joe's yeah. definitely be a slight Chuck. little put on. Mm-hmm. Um, we got we got some Hennessy also, and some really sweet tequila like from Mexico. Hey, low key, funny story about that. Um, we so when we went, um, we were like walking around in Cancun, and this guy who owns the the liquor store or wherever that we were going to. Um, also worked at our all-inclusive spot. Oh. And so he was like, hey, like, I remember y'all from, like, uh, what's the place? Um, the Mia Reef and shit. <laughs> and we were like, oh, yeah, like, for sure, what's good? Like, I don't, we don't remember these niggas. But, like, yeah. of course, us being one of four black people at this all-inclusive spot, of course he remember us, right? right? And so he's like, yo, I'm going to give y'all ten free shots or whatever. And so, like, we're throwing them back. Like, they're, like, little... Probably like half shots. So I'm totally probably have five shots total. Okay. That's still um, a lot of shots. And he was like trying to get us to like, you know, taste stuff and buy stuff or whatever. And we falling into the tourist trap. Nigga, I'm throwing them back. I'm just throwing them back. Everything's all good. And he was like, hey, I'm going to put you on. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to give you what you took. So like the, the big bottle of that. I'm going to give you this. Uh, it's like a, a coffee um, tequila. Okay. It's going now, but like super fire. And it was a cream tequila also. It kind of tastes like coconut. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, damn near want to mix those two tequila. Oh, the coffee and cream yeah. was actually a mix. Okay. He he recommended it. Mm-hmm. That was one of the shots we took. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna give you this for uh, I don't know what it was in pesos, but essentially <laughs> that shit came out to be like two thirty. Damn, for three bottles of tequila and a little a little carry on thing for uh for moms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we when we was in it, you know, at that point we intoxicated. Right. <laughs> and we was like, uh, good. we was like, oh yeah, you know, like let, let's do it, you know, like feeling obligated and stuff. You put us on whatever. <laughs> we got back and like did the tr- uh, the the transaction or like mm-hmm. was it the currency difference yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Seen it was like two fifty, and we was like, fam, that is crazy. We got scammed. Well, it was probably quality stuff. Like I'm really enjoying. And how long have you had these three? You still have one of the three bottles after how long? Uh, when we go? Probably like over a year now. Look at that. That was a sound investment for alcohol. You ain't wrong at all. Yeah. I'm trying to like, you know, give a market and do I mean, shit, something. <laughs> something. And a part of me, I was like, you know what? I don't even remember what dude looked like at the spot. Like, he made damn near not even worth he it. He looked like a happy face. Happy ass face. Hey. Uh, <laughs> he was like, hey, hey, I, I remember you from so-and-so. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no, you don't. Oh, that's Stop lying to me. But um, welcome back to another episode. Um, you know, this for new listeners, um, as Janisha says, the episode about how we discuss the pains and pleasures of your 20s um, through a kickback formed fashion. That's right. Um, and so uh, I feel like kickbacks are kind of like the move in your post college or just like 
20 something years and beyond because right. like people don't want to go out out no more who wants to club we all want to lounge around with people that we enjoy right you know what i'm saying it's about mm-hmm. the quality over the quantity that's right um and so yeah thank you for new listeners tuning in um and for old listeners welcome back y'all welcome real back. <laughs> y'all real as hell speaking of real uh what's on girl name real real seal oh shout out to cc yeah real seal Real seal. She gave us a shout out on IG, so I thought I, I thought I'll show her some love. Little plug. Um, before we get into the actual content of the show, Janisha, uh, what's up? You know, we were just talking about your trip to Mexico. I'm looking forward to a trip to Asia, like a month from now. I'll be going to Singapore and Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, also, about a month from now, I will be unemployed. I mean, I don't want to speak that into existence. I should be like, I should be out of this. You're job. transitioning. I'm transitioning. Mm. Um, so 2019 should be interesting. Albie thinks so too. Albie thinks so too. You know what's crazy? Like people be like, oh, I'm going to go into 2019 when new career goes. Like you have no choice but to go into 2019, like with new, a fresh perspective on your, your career and stuff. I just feel like... When else am I going to make the change? Like, I haven't been challenged at work. I haven't been, like, excited about it. I feel like I'm wasting time. Mm. So, what? I don't have, like, a mortgage, a car, a child, a dog. I don't have anything. I want it all. <laughs> You're nothing but... It's you just me. So, I feel like this is a good time to take that sort of risk. So That's for real. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you about to say, you ain't tired now? No. To mm-hmm. anything or anyone. It's mm. kind of nice. Mm. It's really nice. Mm. <laughs> I bet that is nice. I bet that is nice. It, <laughs> Good for you, dude. Says the man that is engaged with a dog. Like, I bet. <laughs> like you've been here before. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's, been a, it's been a good grip since I've been there before. But that's kind of getting into the topic of what we're talking about. But before we yes. introduce the topic, um, for new listeners, we always have a guest on the show. Um, this guest is uh, just anybody. Um, typically somebody that we, <laughs> typically somebody that we not know. Not that I'm just anybody. Not that you no, just, oh, but... especially not that you're just anybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, this the... is a historical episode <laughs> for many reasons. Historic. Because <laughs> uh, for the first time, we have a, we have a full, a full doctor on the podcast. We need hey. to put in some fanfare right now. There it is. There it is. <laughs> uh, ladies and de- gentlemen, uh, Sade Ruffin. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Sade uh, yeah, I am a doctor. I guess you could say that. Hey, I tell you, when I found out, because this was recent. He was floored. Over the weekend. Because uh, we went to this. Speechless. We went to this I, I brunch spot. caught it through context clues. Yeah. But. Went to this brunch spot. Also, the brunch spot was low-key kind of fire. Shout out to. You, uh, you yes. damn near should have. I did not, but next time I will. Okay. That's the first spot. They got, <laughs> we walked in. It was like, damn, they got tablecloth. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Bonefish Grill. Bonefish Grill. Oh, I've heard wonderful things about Bonefish. But you know, it was like families and children, and we walking in there. Like, they get yes. bottomless. <laughs> do and they the bottom, have bottomless? Yes. yes, they do. Oh. And it's like pretty reasonable. Okay. Yeah. It's like an additional $10 to your entree, but my entree was $10. So okay. Like, that's a good $20 spent. Exactly. That's nice. like a, a appetizer and the actual entree, like a Texas Roadhouse or something. <laughs> <laughs> Also, side side note, I seen a video. You know how people be like throwing shit away on Twitter or like on Facebook, trying to like say, "Oh, this is the proper way to eat coleslaw" or like some shit like that. Somebody got the damn nerve to throw away a whole batch of Texas Roadhouse biscuits, huh? With the butter, huh? They're like, "Oh, like this is the proper way to eat these biscuits," and threw them away. Oh, that means they don't like them. And I was like, "Y'all are really wasting 
quality bread. I mean, but <laughs> any food. True. That is edible. Don't throw that shit away. Very true. People doing the same thing. Like, so I seen sweet tea. I seen pop tarts. Like a whole bunch of random shit. Just, Coleslaw. I'm I'm throwing that in the trash. What off a top. wasteful culture. Just give it to leave it in the bowl. Just don't eat the coleslaw. Sorry. Welcome to America. Right. Sorry. Like, you got into that. <laughs> Just leave it in the yeah. bowl. <laughs> to the topic because uh, I'm going to go off into some sort of tangent. Um, I want to know we're talking, well, should we do a preview? We should probably do the pregame okay. first. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted, I wanted you to talk to dive about, in. You know, I, I said, really want to get into it. Like, I don't know if it's tequila or what. Um, but Shade, <laughs> if you were president, what would be your first policy change or implementation? That's that's crazy because there are so many things in this world right that we want to fix there's so many things right yes so i think whenever i think of politics by no means do i want to be a politician by no means do i have an aspiration to be a politician but when i first think of politics i think of like, what can I do to humanize mm-hmm. groups of people that have been dehumanized? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what that looks like in terms of policy or concrete laws, mm-hmm. but I would definitely get a group of advisors that would help help me figure that out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it'd be something around that. And the second, very, very, very close second would be something with student loans. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. somebody got to work on that. Right. It's horrific. Dr. It wasn't free, so. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, policy change. I would just have to, I mean, there are so many, I've been doing a lot of policy research for this gig that I had, and it's just like so much bullshit buried into all these things. So I would do something about just like, transparency with mm-hmm. government like mm-hmm. i would sign that immediately so that people can understand what it means to like make a bill become law or mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like the process and who's doing what what are your tax dollars going to i just think there's a level of um dishonesty when you're not transparent about those processes so that's something i would want to address yeah i think transparency also will like easily reveal intent yeah. Right? Like yeah. easily. Yeah. So that's a good one. And everybody's hiding. Because it's all money grabs yeah. these days. So that's fair. Taking that out of politics is important, I think. So you can go to some, like a presidential newsletter or some shit? A to, like, presidential. <laughs> People know the president not going to write that. You damn near. Right. Like his strategy of tweeting isn't that bad if he weren't a horrible person. True. That's real. I'll just free everybody who was in prison for weed. And then I would just take every white person's steak out of that shit. Sorry. That's the problem. Sorry. That's, that's another thing. Okay. Out of, out of marijuana? Like yes, something? because how do you... You're just disenfranchising a whole segment of mm-hmm. people. I mean, it's textbook. It is. But it's disappointing. Hey, this is getting real off topic. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm going to talk about relationships. <laughs> we gonna, we, gonna we can talk about politics. Off air. That's not really right, my right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forecast. I got you. Hey, no problem. Let's let's switch gears. Let's switch it. Let's talk. What's your favorite sitcom ever? Whoa. Let's talk TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love TV. So <clears throat> my favorite sitcom ever. Ever. 
How can I pick one? Okay, if you must, top three. Okay. No, fuck that. Pick one sitcom. It don't got to be your favorite, favorite. Different world. Nice. Okay. Mine is the Jamie Foxx show. Mm. That shit was funny. I'm sorry? No, like in a good way. Oh, I thought it was like... <laughs> like a good pick. He got defensive. Right. Pick. I'm sorry? I thought it was like... A, like that, ain't, that ain't really funny. So, Jamie Foxx, you obviously think is better than Martin. Yeah. Well, okay. Wait. Martin's hilarious. I might have to go... I feel like Jamie Foxx is like... I'm gonna commit. It's like funny funny. Where yeah. Martin is like... Situational comedy yeah, yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Like the same little like... Everybody got like a catchphrase or some shit. Right, he always ribbing home, girl. Right, dude, don't got no job, bro, man. Right, you know. But those are some. That's like that was funny. That's like standard sitcom things. I don't really. I don't have a favorite. I'm too. I'm too loosey goosey. I'm too. Tell her. I didn't tell her. I asked the question. True or false? Right or wrong? All right, so moving right along, uh, if you could, if you could sing, which when I was cooking, I heard you harmonizing to some songs that was so you, you can sing. Shit, man. Just, can I curse on this? You, you ain't song. her shit, man. <laughs> After she just said, right? And she was in that bitch. She was in the kitchen making doing some runs. I was like, I was like, who is this? Don't let the name fool you. <laughs> <laughs> so since you can sing, uh, who would be an artist that you would want to perform a duet with? Like R and B, I ain't talking about like you featuring future on the yeah. track and shit like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, this is so cliche, but it would have to be Sade. Sade and Sade. She's timeless. Yeah, mm. this is true. Looks and music. She mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. Mm. So okay, that's fair. G. Duet. Can they be dead? Yeah. Anybody. I would want to sing with Whitney Houston. She would make me sound like shit, but she was my absolute favorite. Like I was all in my house, jumping on the bed, singing. My love. I thought she was gonna say I want to dance with someone. No, that wasn't the that wasn't the one of my childhood. (laughs) But I later learned it. But yeah, I would love to sing with her. Man, I'm trying to get on a track with Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh. Her old soul flies. Yeah, this I have is a true. funny story. Oh, please share. Related to relationships. Mm. So I'll share really quickly. Um, I had done some... Something I wasn't supposed to in a relationship. Okay. Um, I didn't cheat, but I did something I wasn't supposed to in my relationship, according to my standards. Okay. And... I did this full lip sync like rendition <laughs> of this Jasmine Sullivan song. I ha- I involved my friends. <laughs> we recorded it. What song was it? Uh, was it like an apology? It was like an apology. What's the Jasmine Sullivan song? It's like only one I can think. Oh, need you bad. Oh, that's a good one. Pro- I don't know, but I sent it to him, and I was like confident that this was gonna get my ass out the doghouse. <laughs> Tell me what happened. He was like, nigga, what? He was like, you took this as a joke. You got your friends involved. I was like, but Jasmine Sullivan. He's like, nah, nigga, try again. That's crazy. At least he gave you another chance to try. Did he give you another chance, period? He did. I was about to say, after. He still, yeah. That effort, you know what I'm saying? I was like. Okay. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, okay. Sorry. A lip sync. No, you good. 
All right, so we've established that you're established. You're a doctor. Mm. And is so, that what that means? But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe that could be a whole other topic in itself. Right. Um, what is your biggest motivator in life? You don't, you know, mm. do anything without this sort of motivation and determination. So what, what motivates you? Um, people telling me that I can't. Mm. So um, the number of black women with a PhD. How many is it? In, in what? STEM. Not just engineering, but mm-hmm. science, she, she technology, got a doctor in engineering, y'all. engineering, or math is 0.06%. Whoa. Right? Not 0.6, right. not 6.06%. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all those times that I was like, yeah, this ain't it. I don't know if it's it. You know, I was like, this is some shit that's bigger than me, mm-hmm. right? Like, this ain't got nothing to do with Sade. This ain't got nothing to do with how bad I'm feeling right now. Like, this has everything to do with, like, people, really people in society at this point, mm-hmm. telling you that you can't. And so, when I look to, like, be motivated or be pushed, um, you know, and, there, and there's other things, but I think the biggest motivator is people or stereotypes or society telling me that I can't or I won't succeed if I try. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's great. That's powerful. Yeah. An inspiration. Mm. I'm just, serious. Just to us all. I'm telling you, when I was at dinner or brunch, whatever the fuck, I was like, <laughs> we were I was like wow. Ant really sat back in his chair and yeah. hey, just stared at me. You know that uh, <laughs> that gif where it's the dude from The Wire when he just like, that's how I felt like in my head and I really couldn't make as big of a deal as I wanted to around like you know the tablecloth uh white families um but you know I was I was really like man that's it's super tight right that's awesome just to be just to be casually sipping bottomless mimosas with one of the few doctors black women doctors in engineering yeah it's awesome ever (laughs) you just I want y'all to, you got to put that as the photo for the episode. Like, that face. Because <laughs> that was a face i never seen before. Man, but we're going we gonna to hop out this pregame real quick. I hope uh, these questions um, allowed you all to get to know all of us a little bit more, but especially Sade as our guest. But now we're about to get into the actual topic of discussion. We're about to slide on up in the, into the kickback. Put your feet up. Mm, hey. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's not it. No bars. Oh, man. I was, that, that, he, he thought something was I was ready for it. Yeah. I was ready for it. Um... <laughs> And so so like, how? I'm sorry. No, please, please. How, how was I decided on as the guest for this evening? I asked that because Innocent was on last week, mm-hmm. and we have had very interesting conversations around. Well, not him and I one on one, but in groups, we've had conversations about relationships, and he's always been like, "You're not normal." So, so I I didn't know if oh, no, 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 no. I didn't know I I was curious as to how my name came up to be a guest this evening. I think it was more so um, for context, um, listeners. Um, we did the podcast last week with with No on friendships, and then it kind of like turned into you know like what about when like friends want to be like more than friends or like when you're trying to meet people and like they got different intentions and stuff like that, which kind of like sparked the the idea for this topic um and immediately after that we we went to a a gingerbread house building competition slash turn up hosted by the one and only dr ruffin (laughs) up in his mud 
And um, and it was just really cool because that was that was Janisha's first time around like most if not like all no, those every, people. Yeah. Um, and again, like the purpose of the kickback, um, this podcast is to um, kind of just like connect people, mm-hmm. right? And just like to build relationships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that it was like a mutual thing where like we both wanted to like get to know you more, like regardless of topic. And this just right. happened to be the topic that we were talking about. Oh, coincidence. And so uh, the fact that you and Eno have had or have had conversations in like a group setting uh, makes us even better. Yeah. Because it's like a true, like a true segue. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, for sorry, you, um, what is your definition of, of dating in general? Um, and how do you feel like this definition has, has changed over time? You know, I feel like that's a hard question. I'll try to answer it. But I feel like dating is, I won't speak generally. I'll say for me, dating is me trying to explore energies, right? In like a very, um, in a very distinct way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm exploring energies with the intent to connect mm-hmm. on a very purposeful level. Right. So that's that doctoral talk. No, right okay. <laughs> exploring energies. In a so, <laughs> I so I think when I was younger, right. Like, so I think when I was younger, dating was like, I think it definitely has changed over time. Right. So when you're dating, when I was dating and I was younger, it was sort of like, who can I have the most fun with? Who is going to like intrigue me the most? Who is going to make me laugh the most? Like who is going to extract all of these emotions out of me, positive emotions out of me the most, mm-hmm. right? Whereas I think as you get older or as I got older, it really transition the definition transitioned or the question I asked myself when I began to date was who can like help me to be a better person Mm -hmm. and who can I help to be a better person and whose energy can I find that will like just draw some amazing things out of me um and that doesn't mean it's always going to be great right like sometimes it takes really crazy you know not the best moments to make you a better person right Mm -hmm. so like that's the type of things that I was looking for um when I was dating I really like what you said about like in the old thought of dating it's like what can I get out of this Mm -hmm. but then you mature a little and this just happened to me this summer like I was on a whole bunch of escapades (laughs) where I was just looking to be like personally satisfied without thinking of the other person so now ain't nothing wrong with escapades (laughs) Everybody say, if you need reference to that, uh, check out season one of the podcast. Oh, shit. It's documented. Damn, I'm on record being in all my shenanigans. (laughs) But, like, the thought of, like, what can I get and how can I make this person better, too? Like, it should definitely... I think this is something that was hit on last episode, too, is, like, the reciprocity of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. how it's important to, like, help someone and you be helped. And that's just, like, how you grow together. Right, exactly. That's real. I think also the, like... Like what you kind of said about um, like how it's all about fun at first and then shit like develops. Cause like um, even in college, like when Una and I were dating, um, it was like it was all about fun. Like niggas wasn't thinking mm-hmm. at all long term. Right. Like, um, and it was I always laugh because it was one time our or my senior year, her junior year, 
where she was like, uh, she was like, hey, we should live together. And in my head, I'm like, from a financial standpoint, I'm like, cool, like save half on rent. Like, ass, that's what's up. That's what's like, up. Like, I'm like, this is gonna work out. My pockets is supposed to be good. Like, not even thinking about like the future thing. But again, like, I think she was. She you know knew. What I'm mm-hmm. um, and it was just like varying or various levels of of like what that's supposed to look like. But yeah. I mean, we didn't live together. Fun fact. Because I was like, damn, that sounds like a lot of stuff. Let me fall back real quick. I think I can spend my money. Right. Right. But you talked about, like, this purpose, right, in dating. Mm -hmm. Um, So is dating without a purpose still dating to you? And, like, what is this purpose in your mind? So, you know, I think I I probably would have changed my the word choice if I knew this question was coming because <laughs> when someone tells me that they're dating with a purpose I to me that means like you're dating with the intent to settle or the intent to find someone or or be with or you know mm-hmm. but to me I feel like I just want to kick it Right. And if we settle, we settle. If we don't, we don't. There's some people that I feel like there's some people that I feel like I was supposed to date, but I was never supposed to be with in terms of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if you date with a purpose, you kind of miss out on those people yeah. that were supposed to teach you something or show you something or show you a good time because you are so focused on, yes. I need to find somebody that I'm going to settle with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You are just speaking to me. It <laughs> is crazy. The prophet. <laughs> I hate the no, prophet for real, because I feel like, in my last relationship, all we thought about was long term because mm-hmm. we were together for like five years and it was like forward thinking, like also it was long distance. So I was like, what mm-hmm. are we going to get out of this connection? And right. I probably could have focused a bit more on like here and now, what I'm learning from you. Here and now. What Luther But having that expectations, like we have to be together, we're supposed to be together. It wasn't the case mm-hmm. at all. And now I appreciate the relationship more because I understand that's not what it was supposed to be. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think I, even now, right, I think this whole, like, end game, like, what's the end game? Yeah. What's our end game? Like, I feel like we cooling. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We, we're we good. We're good in the space we're in. Yeah. I feel like even married, like, we're good with the space we're yeah. in. We don't need to, yeah, we're de- we chilling, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and I feel like it that allows you to live in the moment a mm-hmm. lot more, mm-hmm. right? And you have to be comfortable with uncertainty, no matter how solid your relationship is. Like you don't know what the end game is. Like let's mm-hmm. not act like we know, right? Yeah, that's facts. So I mean, you're speaking a lot of gems. You know what I'm saying? You coming on the podcast strong, strong. I'm loving it. Let this is a real say. doctoral level podcast right now. I feel Cut like I'm in a, I'm in a dissertation. Don't make it a big deal. That was my last dissertation joke. Um, <laughs> so, so what has dating been like for you? And like, um, like, were you? Did you catch the wave? Because <laughs> my shit has been a ball. <laughs> that's, that's I thought I was gonna be like, let me pour because my shit sucks. No, like, let me tell you something. Like, I feel like I've never been the type of person that has 
dated and taken everything super serious mm -hmm. right like if something didn't work out i never was like oh what's wrong with me or like what did i do mm -hmm. i mean i think i think everyone sort of to a certain extent is like what what went wrong right but i never really took that personal and so um dating for me has just been like fun right like i think i've dated a lot and i'm in a committed relationship now but even that is like fun to me mm -hmm. and if someone asks like am i still dating like yes mm -hmm. you know like i have i'm in a committed relationship and i'm with the person that i want to be with but we're still dating because it's still like learning each other mm -hmm. and knowing each other and still having fun together and you know what i'm saying but you know even the ups and the downs like it's just it's i feel like you know there's people that hate dating yeah right like yeah. i just can't stand it i can't wait till i'm in a relationship but the whole like am i doing too much am i not doing too much is he doing too much is he not doing enough like mm -hmm. all that is fun to me yeah and people might say i like to play games but that's not the case right like i don't think that's the case i don't think that's that i don't think that's what that translates to i think to me it's just like this is it right and like this is let's figure it out let's Have figure fun. it out it's not like you're in a sequel to two can play that game or something like that no well you know when i was 15 years old my daughter i mean my daughter my sister gave me a book called The Rules. Mm, some Steve Harvey type shit. Think like a man type shit. Kind of. Okay. Right. Kind of. It was written, written by this old white lady. But same concept, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it taught me at a very young age not to take these niggas seriously. Ooh, why did my sister buy me that book? It and, it and it was like, if you... But it didn't go off the deep end. Okay. It was like, if you find somebody who acts like he's supposed to act, then take him seriously. Mm-hmm. But if they're not acting like they're supposed to act, don't take these niggas too seriously. Yeah, that's super awesome. That sounds like a book I need to read. Um, so, like, having all this knowledge from a young age and having an advanced degree, mm. do you find it hard to find, like, men you'd like to date that can reach you at your caliber? And you tell me. You tell me if it's difficult. The short answer is no. Good. That's nice. Yeah. The detailed answer is yes, because the problem is never do I feel like someone is on, do, do I feel like I can find someone who, who is on my level? Mm -hmm. The problem is more often can I find someone who is comfortable with the level that I have? Mm. Yes. Do people call you intimidating sometimes? So no one will ever use that word. Okay. No one will ever use that word, right? But I think myself and like my circle of friends were all pretty much like established with our careers and education and comfortable. And so, I mean, we, we talk about this, right? Like this is a topic. Mm -hmm. Like we find men who were like, He's it. Like, he's good, and he treats me good, and things are comfortable, but, like, you notice that, like, the little arguments you get into boil down into, like, 
oh, you think you're better than me. Some deep mm-hmm. shit. Or, oh, you think that you know more than me. Mm-hmm. And, like, they will never say they feel like they're beneath you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but, but you can pick up on little context clues, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have also spoke to men that I dated um, and it didn't work out. And we'll have sort of conversations like, yeah, like, why didn't it work out? And more than two or three times, I have had men that have said, like, I just didn't think that I was on your level. Like, I didn't think that I could compete or I thought I needed more in order to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I was there. Was that not enough? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if you wasn't making me happy, if I didn't feel like you were on my level, like, I wouldn't have been there. Like, that's not your call to make. That's not your call to make. Yeah. yeah. And too many times, the other person whether it's men or women, mm-hmm. will try to make that call. Right. Right? And so at that point, it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you. Right. So don't say you couldn't get where I'm at. Like, where are you at? Let's talk mm-hmm. about how you feel about yourself and, like, right. what you've accomplished. Right. Maybe. So, I mean, I, I think that... And so that's why I said, in short term, yes, right? Like, I've dated men with all types of degrees. I've dated men with no types of degrees, right? And to me, like, that, you know, I choose who I choose, but... Mm-hmm. What when I do have to walk away is when you don't consider yourself anymore, mm. right? Because at that point, we introduce a we introduce a whole host of other issues, right? And I feel like that's real interesting. Like as someone who, um, like has a ma- I ain't got no PhD, you know what I'm saying? I got a master's degree, you know what I'm saying? That's cool or whatever. <laughs> um, but I feel like this is where like intersecting identity or intersecting identities comes in. We're like. Uh, if a dude has a PhD and like is trying to talk to somebody or whatever, then it's not even. I feel like it's not looked at as like I gotta match you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. they're like, oh shit, like this dude has a PhD. So many double standards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, welcome. That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. is wild, and I think that comes into play. I don't know. I was just talking. I think double standards could be like a whole whole other thing. A whole other thing. I'm trying to be a stay at home dad. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. The woman that owns the place I got my nails done today, her husband is a stay-at-home dad. And she was saying how her kids don't care if she's at anything. She's like, they love their daddy. <laughs> like, they don't even care about their... <laughs> I was like, oh. So, it, like, you know, it trickles down. Like, it's yeah. not even what you think of right. the person or the couple. Like, how do the kids think of roles and gender? Right, like, right. It's right. it's so cyclical. Find out on the next Dragon Ball Z topic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, it might be the next podcast. Yeah, I think it's an interesting topic. Um, so wrapping up, uh, do you have any any advice for for young twenty somethings? You know, dating, you know, in out relationships here, out here, trying whatever. to have fun. You know, I feel like, well, one, who am I to give anyone <laughs> advice? But, um, I mean, if I think. I think if I had to give one piece of advice, it would be to to like accept what people show you, right? Mm. Or or take for take take for value what people show you. Mm, I feel like a lot of times in dating, people will try to interpret actions and interpret words right like he didn't do this but maybe he meant this right or 
he didn't say this, but maybe he meant this, right? Or he did say this, but maybe he meant this, right? And so I would say like, take what people do and say like as face value, right? I think that's the first piece. The second piece is, and it, it may be contradicting each other, but like, fuck what that nigga said. Like, how do you feel, <laughs> right? Like you could tell me that you... You leave me hanging in the cold because you madly in love with me. And that's how you express loving me is leaving me in the cold, right? I'm I'm using an extreme I'm just imagining outside shivering and shit. No, no, but I'm saying, right? Like, okay, so let's say like you do action A, Uh right? Action A makes me feel like shit. You try to tell me that action A means that you love me. I don't care what action A means to you, right? Action A makes me feel like shit. So whether action A means you love me or whether action A means you hate me, I still feel like shit. So that either means two, you lying, or one, you lying, or two, we're just not compatible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, But at the end of the day, you have to understand how you feel. And I think a lot of people like, try to shift their emotions or like mold their emotions to actions or like people try to like i said give excuses or like you know he said this but he really meant that right right but it's like no how did it make you feel and if it didn't make you feel good then you know and they gotta go not because maybe he's not a bad person but he's just not compatible for you Right. That's some real shit. Damn, I like can't wait to listen back to this so I can hear the advice and like, you know, like let <laughs> it internalize it. Yeah, because like I'm here and I'm part of it, but I already know there are so many gems in this in this piece. Um, so thank you, thank of you course. so much. Thank you for having me. Um, we are going to slide out of the kickback into slide. the last segment called I Act In. Yeah. And this is where you leave in the kickback, you say peace out to the homies, you leaving something in the past, right? So, I didn't even think about this before right now. I didn't Crazy. My I Act In is to, shit, my job. <laughs> Fair. Peace out, uh, current employer. I will see you never. Yeah. <laughs> What's yours, Anthony? Uh, Mine is like very simple this time. Usually it's very like cerebral or yeah. like it's already happened too, so you know. Well, you know, I, I'm unemployed until a month from now. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I'm gonna pass the buck. Shut up, you can go ahead and Is that even allowed? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I guess it's your podcast. You ain't wrong. Whatever you, you ain't want. Wrong. House but... rules. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go last. I'm still gotta think. Okay. Uh, so do I. I okay. Say, if you still got to think it, you can pass it back. I think I got mine. Well, uh, 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 she threw it back. She, she threw, threw it back. back. Hey, you remember when you used to, uh, when you was hitting with a ling with a right I think my then is going to be to um, not holding people accountable for things. Not yeah. or to holding people accountable. To hold, oh, so like, <laughs> right, so yeah, like I'm just gonna let I'm gonna let everything slide. <laughs> right. No, to holding people accountable for for actions and stuff like the whole intent versus impact thing. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been some things I've been peeping. You oh. know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, not necessarily to me, but like I don't like seeing other people like go through shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like 
um, like as an observer, but still as someone that's close to all parties involved, it's like, I need to say something. Mm. I want to know what you need to say, but we'll talk. At the next podcast. Was, <laughs> <laughs> on the when next the mic episode. turns off or on the next podcast. Yeah, so that, that'll be mine. Okay. Um, also, I think to buying shit that I don't need, like the Concord 11s. They are still in the box. Homeboy didn't even open. And guess what they about to be uh, tomorrow in the mail. Like, why don't you just try them on? You I, bought them. I'm about to sell them bitches low-key. That's I probably keep, a better idea. is probably better than selling them. I'm about to sell them. Like selling it. them is better than returning them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. All right. All right. So, open all the right, box. All right. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. I'm going to sell them. Shut up. Yeah. buying time. That's what's... <laughs> 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 hey, you beat me, right? Okay. Um, if I had to say I did to something, it would be... Um, because I feel like it's unfair to both myself and the other parties. Um, I have to say, all right, then to relationships that are out of convenience, like friendships, hmm. acquaintances, etc. Right. Mm-hmm. Out of convenience in terms of like, they just there and it's like, fuck it, why not get you? Out of circumstances, mm-hmm. like I hang out with you because I see you a lot. But, like, in a perfect world, we probably would never be friends, Mm. right? But because of my circumstances or, like, because we work together and you drop me off every day, like, we end up having drinks because, you know, we ride together, right? Mm. Or I moved to Madison and there's not a lot of black people, so I'm friends with you because there's not a lot of black people, but... If I was back in New York City, we probably wouldn't be friends, right? Like, I think that's unfair to not only me, but the other party, right? So just being, like, real intentional about my friendships and being real, you know, honest about whether or not people are providing me, like, what a friendship is and should provide to one. Yeah, that's real. That's real. I love it. So, uh... If I stop calling you in 2019, you know Ooh. what? No, I'm just kidding. Ooh, we got two more weeks. Hey, I didn't even thought she was talking to us directly. I was imagining myself in New York. I was like, will we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> Traveling to different boroughs and shit, trying to kick it. No, I, totally a joke. Totally a joke. But yeah, just being real intentional, I think, is what it boils down to about friendships. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, um, again, thank you for coming on the podcast. Coming to kick it on the red couch. On the red couch, kick back. It was a blast. Enjoying, uh, you know, the the food and the the Drink. wine and the. It's an assortment. It's a, a damn smorgasbord. This is a turn up. <laughs> for sure. Damn dear. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's your it's your boy A O M. It's and we will catch y'all next next week. This episode was brought to you by All Exclusive Resorts, Good Wine on a Dime, Spending Quality Time, Black Folks in Madison, and Black Girl Magic. Want to give some special... (laughs) I can't say special shouts out. Special shouts out. Special out. Going to give some special shouts. Shout out. Shout out. No, it's shout, shout it's out. It's a shout out. It's a shout, shout out. out. You don't even need to shout out. Special. You don't have to say shout out. Shout out. Yeah. Special shout out. Yes. To women in STEM, uh, all my exes that live in Texas, Dead Bone, DMA, and China, Chef Boyarin. 
Yes, thank you all for tuning into another episode of The Kickback. Make sure you tune in in a couple of weeks. We are so looking forward to having you. Peace.